0: The Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. The reading for tonight's final study on the fruit of the Spirit is John chapter 15. Amen. So we've um, gone through our nine fruit singular. <laughs> And uh, we're just gonna just recap just going back to what god wants in our lives and then we're gonna look at love again because obviously love is the first the fundamental the foundation whatever you want to call that um but you know what god is interested again as we said before not in our happiness but our holiness not in our comfort but our character and we really need to begin to think like that because obviously he will send things he will allow things to come across our path deliberately to challenge what we say we believe, yeah, um, uh, as we said, uh, I'm a patient person, and the Lord says, well, let's have a little look at that then, Dave, let's try that out now, yeah. and put something across thro- your back, I'm a kind person, I'm, I'm all those things, you know, and God has to challenge them for two reasons, number one, to show that we're not where we should be, but also to make us to make that choice so we can grow, we can grow, you don't get growth us, us who, who, who do weight train, as you can tell, and who, whose muscles are, are quite light. the only, the only way you, you, you build your muscles up is by resistance. The greater the resistance, the greater the muscle. Simpl- we understand that. Um, so God is interested in our transformation. Remember, remember again, as we've been looking the last few weeks, it is not about you. It's about him. It's, we were made by him, for him, and for his glory. Romans 11 said it. After he's gone through all all the salvation teaching at the end of Romans 11, he said, "Oh, the wonder of it all!" He said, "But you know what? It's by him, through him, in him, and it's all for his glory." So again, as we said, soon as we begin to say, "I, me, my," stop yourself, because it's not about you; it's all about him, him and his glory. And he will use, as we said, how he transforms us. He takes all of his truth and he applies it into our lives. He takes temptations and tests that we go through, uh, that maybe there are our faults sometimes, but he he uses those to say, look, use your choice, use your opportunity to actually grow and to overcome. He uses trouble, oh, Dave, does he? Absolutely. You see, um, I think it was C.S. Lewis said, uh, God speaks to us sometimes, but you know what? In our pain, he speaks to us with his foregone, with his amplifier. Because then is where we really have to lay hold on God. There's no one else to turn. There's nowhere else to lean on. And we have to lean on him. Sometimes we don't want it. We don't like it. But there there are those times where our worship and our praise is more uh, blessed, is more real. Our prayers are more honest. We are just waiting before God. God is longing to do that. He's longing to do a work in our lives. And you know what? We need to stay in him breathe in him and uh, we need the fruit of the spirit as someone said you know what uh, but we need i we we'd done before we need the gifts of the spirit as well uh someone wrote this i like this he said you know what we need the fruit of the spirit but not in contrary or without the gifts he said we need them both and they're not contrary or or against each other they're complementary <laughs> he said I, I i got a sick sick person in hospital he said so if i go he said i'm showing love by visiting he said uh i could show joy by cheering him up I could show peace by calming them down. I could show patience by listening to them. I could show kindness by bringing the grapes. I could show goodness by offering to look after the children, I about that one, while they're in hospital. I could show faithfulness by visiting them every day. I could show meekness by leaving when the nurse says time to go. I could show self-control by not eating the grapes I just bought. <laughs> but all said and done, that person needs healing. And we need the gifts of the Spirit in, in, in the combination of both. But we need to go back and look at the very foundation of these, um, these gifts, uh, these fruit, I should say, fruit singular. And, of course, it is the, uh, the, some, something that God asks us and commands us and longs for us to do. He pours it out into our lives and He expects us to reflect who He is. Um, and God is love. He's not loving. God is love. And, of course, when we began to define that love, it is totally opposite or, or anti or against what the world says is love. That's really generally their, where their description of love is the, the Greek word eros. Of course, when we, we talk about love, we only have one word, sadly. But in the Greek, they've got many words. Eros is one which is physical attraction. It, it, is that, that's all they think and see. It's emotional. So when that's broken down, the relationship is broken down. There's the Philadelphia love. That's quite a nice, it's affection. It's it's on the same level. You have the same interest. It's friendly love. Uh, Very nice. But that is not God's love. God's love is agape love, which is an unselfish choice of his will. And that's why, you see, love can be commanded. This love. You can't command someone to uh, be emotionally or even uh, 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 be friendly, can you, in that sense, with the same thinking. But you can command someone to love with God's love, sacrificially, with a choice of the will, where someone needs it, you go out of the way to do it. Why? Because God has poured it into our hearts, and it is so vital to understand the will of God and uh, God's heart. God's an intelligent, free choice of the will. It is rule of the unselfishly willing the highest good of God in His universe. Law is the law. Love is the law of right choice of unselfish action in itself, choose what is right see we've got to begin get into that mode, what did someone say Um, you've heard this before, but it's good to remember it, Um, sow a thought um, reap an act sow an act, reap a habit sow a habit, reap a character sow a character, reap a destiny there is a process in our hearts and we need to do it the right way, the right way. Isn't it amazing that The love of God can touch our hearts to touch others? Watchman knee, great guy. Some of his book, if you ever read some of his books, I'll challenge you at your core. Um, but he, he, said, he, he remembers a story about in communist China, and um, uh, the, the, you know the paddy fields, the, the rice fields, and uh, this Christian used to get up every morning and uh, uh, use sort of kind, kind of siphon and pump. What you, you'd pedal it from the canal into his paddy field and so once he'd flooded his paddy field everything was okay but he had a guy next door to him which was downfield he was atheist, communist didn't think anything of the Lord but uh, was boarded and every time he saw this he'd lift his boards up and all the water would run down into his fields (laughs) and uh, he was getting a bit knocked because his his rice would be dry and he thinking wait a minute now my my rice is going to be gone and he's, he's going to be and he, before he said something to him because that's what we would do, we'd get stuck into it wouldn't we but he went before the Lord and he said Lord what's happening here now he said wait a minute now he said he's taking a race and, going. and uh, the Lord just dropped a thought into his heart as the Lord so often does most of us would have rejected this thought and said get out, get behind me Satan <laughs> but he took the thought you know what he got up a few hours earlier the next day And pumped water into his field first, the communist next door neighbor's field first, and then pumped water into his own field. He did that for a few weeks. Both crops flourished. Both crops flourished. But you know what happened to his neighbor, his communist neighbor, got saved. Got saved. Now we would have straight away said, "Mm, you snake, You snake, what are you doing? Um, if the Lord had dropped that into our heart, we'd have said, no, well, it means, I mean, I've got to get up early, I'm going to do, I'm doing his work for him, how dare he, how dare he, love of God, goes extra mile, it goes extra higher, deeper, the love of God is, well, we have it, de- thankfully, we have it defined for us, don't we, it is defined in God's word, and it's more than defined, it's demonstrated Jesus demonstrated we are without doubt what this love is like let's read it again we've read this many times uh, 15 things things that it is things it is not 1 Corinthians thirteen, four to 8 love suffers long and is cut love does not envy love does not parade itself is not puffed up does not behave rudely does not seek its own is not provoked thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Thankfully, we have, that's a great definition there. Just rest on those. And when we talk about the fruit of the spirit, but they come. You listen to some of those things. Bears all things. We looked at that. Is patient. It looks, looks for the best sometimes. Doesn't doesn't override that which is wrong because love. You're Jesus. You can see Jesus. We see him perfectly, don't we? That he he, he would he would challenge behaviour in his disciples. How many times did he say, "Boys, how long?" He was frustrated sometimes, how long, how long, you know, how dull are you sometimes? But that was, but out of heart, you know, we know someone can say that to us, and we could get really upset, but if, if we knew it was from a loving heart that loved us, we receive it, wouldn't we? And that's the key, isn't it? When we receive uh, something from somebody, sometimes re- listen to the heart, listen to the heart, where it's coming from. So it is defined for us. We can see it before. It's demonstrated. What the Bible says, God demonstrated his love while we were still sinners. He died for us. God is saying, look, this is what it is. This is what it is. This is what love is. Uh, 1 John 4, 7 to 11. Beloved, let us love one another, for the love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. It is sacrificial, it is a commitment, it is giving, it's persistent, it is great, big. Well, it can be great as well, if you wanna use the, comp. but it's great. It's all those things that we bask in. Without, we would be lost tonight. If, if God loved us like we loved him, we would be in trouble, wouldn't we? We'd be in trouble. But he loves us, he's, he's persistent. Now, he tells us, this is love. Now, he, I, I, because we are born again, it's, it's seen, it should be seen. So he this said, is, this is how you will know you my disciples because you love. It is part of our DNA, if you like. The fruit of the Spirit, because we are abiding, we are resting in him, we are connected to him, we grow, we flourish. We are growing in him and we are producing that. And that's why it's good to examine us. Lord, am I more like you this year than I was last year? They've got to ask those questions. We've got to be serious. because he tells us to he, examine yourself. Look at yourself. Am I more like you this year? Is it less of me and more of you in my life this year? When I'm speaking, it's all about you. Is, is it about yours? Is it still about me? Great question to ask. Frightening questions to ask sometimes because we then we realise, Lord, there's a bit more transformation to be done. Come on. I'm available. This is what he says. He says all about love. First of all, Colossians 3. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you will call in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all, the, all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. If we remember just a few weeks ago, we talked about that, our cooperation with the Lord. See, the Lord has put in us all that we need for life and God in us, the one. But it takes cooperation now. He says, work out that which is working in you. And if you just, we just read that thing, and it's about putting on, allowing, letting. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Put on, there's something we have to do in it. There's a cooperation, put on love. Yeah? Put on that coat to go out. Put on those things. You know, we talked about God imputes into our, our account that righteousness. But then, as we go through life, He imparts it. There's a growth. There's a there's something that He's He's doing day by day. We are right before God, but you know, God is not finished with us, is He? If He left us as we were, you know, we we, we because ultimately we are to show God's glory to the heavenly realms. It's amazing. God is going to say, "Look at them. Look what I've done with that rabble." look what i've done with him i've changed him i've transformed him and he's more like me today than he was yesterday and that's a miracle but there's cooperation there's got to be something so he says put it on put it on that means we choose c.s lewis said this um he said do not waste your time bothering whether you love your neighbor act as if you did as soon as we do this we find one of the great secrets when you're behaving as if you love somebody, you presently will come to love him. If you injure someone you dislike, you will find yourself disliking him more. If you do him a good turn, you will find yourself disliking him less. I thought, well, that's quite, quite a lot of wisdom in that. Do, do. See, Christianity is about doing what he's asked us to do. Jesus is our great example. Wash their feet. He said, do this. Do this. Was he talking about washing people's feet? He was talking far greater than that, wouldn't he? Uh, thankfully. Um, of course, I think I don't know. I think it was one of the I think the black Pentecostals actually do that regularly, don't they? They take that literally. Thankfully, we we take that metaphor, <laughs> we take that uh, metaphorically. Amen. <laughs> just in case. I wouldn't want to wash Josh's feet. Let me tell you. Uh, put on love. Put on love. Now, here we are, it's putting on Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet style and sake. Walk in love. Not just put it on, actually walk in love. Now walking, again, we talk about walking is about our whole activity, our life. We are walking through the day with love and there will be multitudes of opportunities where that will be challenged. (laughs) If you work, or if you go into the shop, there'll be something that triggers and thinks something's going to... If you drive on the road, dear me, these days, there's always some person that is is, 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 is is not doing what they should do. Or not doing what I think they should do, isn't it? But that ought to be challenged. That's why he says walk in love. Not just put it on, but walk in love. Um, Ephesians 3, uh, 16 to 21. I ask the Father in his great glory to give you the power to be strong inwardly through his spirit. I pray that Christ will live in your hearts by faith and that your life will be strong in love and be built on love. And I pray that you and all God's holy people will have the power to understand the greatness of Christ's love, how wide and how long and how high and how deep that love is. Christ's love is greater than anyone can ever know but I pray that you will be able to know that love. Then you can be filled with the fullness of God. With God's power working in us, God can do much, much more than anything we can ask or imagine. To him, be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus for all time, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. For his glory. What did he say? Be rooted and grounded in this love. See, that means everything we are... Our nutrients, our growth comes from him, from his love for us, from his persistent, sacrificial, committed love to us. He didn't love us because we were attractive to him or he didn't love us because we were in any way uh, uh, on the same level or thinking, uh, affection as we just talked about those other two loves. No, he loved us because he loved us. And uh, he said, be rooted and grounded in it. Be rooted and grounded in it. So whatever, see our our initial reaction will be from that love. Now that's a great test, you see, because um, again we will be tested in these things, and things will crop up, and uh, test yourself. What is your initial reaction? What's your initial thought? What's your initial instinct? Rooted, grounded, great praying for some. That's a great. You see when we got issues, praying for, praying into the situation changes our thinking, changes our perspective. So we rooted in that. But it also says not just put it on, pursue it. One uh, very interesting. One Corinthians fourteen verse one. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So remember, always look at the verses around. What's just previous. 1 Corinthians 14. What's before 14? 13. Thank you, Nick. Um, 1 Corinthians 13. We just read it. Love is. Love is kind. Love is patient. We've we we just we just, de- we've just defined love. He said there, there's the preeminency of love. There's the profile of love. There's the permanency of love. Now he says get after it. Pursue it. So it's all verbs of Something we've got to do, something we've got to pursue, put on, walk, establish yourself, um, abide in love uh, 1 John 4 16, 17. and we have known and believe the love that God hath to us God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is So are we in this world. Established, abiding, abiding, (coughs) resting in love. Even when we are prone to wander, prone to stray from the love of God, prone to go our own way, prone to do our own thing, the Bible says, get your your roots. If you've got your roots in, you see, we'll we'll sway, but they'll drag us back. We're established, we're abiding, we're staying, we're depending on God. Uh, Jude 20 and 21. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Just to say, uh, uh, quite a few of those, put on, um, abiding, pursue, all those things, are in that, remember we talked about that verb and that tense, to go on doing, not just once. It's a pre- pre- continuous tense. Mm. Continuous tense. This word you now keep yourselves in the love of God. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm. Keep yourselves in. Watch yourselves. Preserve, preserve yourself in God's love. Stay there. Why? Because it is our foundation. Um, it, it is sums up all that Christianity is. Love God. Love people love god with all your heart soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor and of course then he describes our neighbor is is this is the stinking samaritan we don't like yeah he, he takes the he takes the the the, the worst people that they could think of that they had real enmity towards he said right there's your there's your neighbor get on with it <laughs> and they were just sitting there thinking you joking you're joking? No, you're not joking. You see, you see, it's what, is it, what does Romans say? It's the fulfillment of the law. James 2 calls it the royal law of love. So here we are, there's our foundation. But it's not just our foundation. Everything we are and do for him now springs from our love for him and our love for those around us. Listen to what Paul says, um, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 14, 15. But the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, and they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. He's talking about bringing the ministry of reconciliation, isn't he? And he, he's saying the love of Christ constrains me. I don't sometimes I don't want to do it sometimes i don't want to feel like i'm doing because i know he said i know what's going to happen every time i'm going to preach there's going to be opposition there's going to be difficulty when i live for him but he said look the love of god constrains me it is an interesting word it means um, to straighten to bind to confine i said well not like a straight jacket but that kind to be a prisoner he said that i've got to preach the gospel the love of god presses me in Bit like Jeremiah. When we talked about Jeremiah, he said, Lord, I'm not going to say anymore. I've had enough. <laughs> Every time I speak, it's putting me in prison or down a well. He said, but he said, I can't. He says, like a fire. It's the, the love of God is like a fire within me. Fire within me. So he said, "I, I it constrains me. Constrains me. Our speech is from the family. He said, what did 1 Corinthians 3 If I speak in the tongues? He said, no, by speaking from. Our service, our service springs from the love of God. John 21. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Amen. I wanted John 21. Don't matter, that's all right. So when they had eaten bread, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Mm. Do you love me? And he mm. said to him, Lord, you know all things. Mm. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. See, it, Peter was going to serve the Lord, would not he, in a great capacity. And his service had to be founded on love for Christ. Mm. Otherwise, he would have failed, given up, and uh, you know what, that, that keeps us, faithful persevere love for him i'm not doing it for anybody else i'm doing it for him that's why he said whatever you find your hand to do do it with all your might as unto the lord because you will find that you want to give up our world is a giving up world isn't it we give up yeah, that and that's what we said the other day about faithfulness. Uh, generally, people give change jobs every three or four years these days. Uh, that, the new new generation—they change. What this faithfulness? They don't perceive that. But he said, "Out of our, our service as God, to come from love for Him." And Jesus was really pinning that down on us: um, our, our sincerity from love of God, our obedience. We just read. Love, love, I love him. Why would I not do as he says? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Of course, I will. 1 John 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. Love for God. Love for God. Do as he says. Take God's word and apply it. Not what the bits we want. Not, not, not changing what we want or twisting. No, get all the God's word and say, this is what God says. Oh, that Lord, oh, that is... That's, that's quite tough, that bit. Isn't it? That's quite tough. But I'm going to apply it. Why? Because I love you. I love you. And there's nothing. There's nothing. Isn't it amazing what love will do? If for somebody... We've we all got kids. We're... They, you know, we're if if our, our little children know if they are out and fend for themselves can't they? But if if they were if they were in a in a burning house, we would think we wouldn't think twice, would we? We would we would run in. We would run in. No, they they run in for us, wouldn't they? But maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we never know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably shout, have you written your will? No, no. <laughs> but see when we when we love him, there's nothing and that's real a test, isn't it? Our obedience to God's word in air, in its totality, even when we don't like it, even when it, it, it's going to cost us, it's going to cost us what love costs. It's sacrificial. It costs Jesus everything. It's not going to cost us everything, really. I mean, our some of our brothers and sisters, it is costing their lives, isn't it, to love the Lord. We probably, you know, let's be honest, we won't be asked to lay our lives down if we, you know, in our country, most of us, you know, we'll have a little bit, uh, most we will have is a bit of, if we live, if we work among men, we'll have a bit of jip, and that's about as much as you're going to get, isn't it? Hardly any. But it's going to cost. It's going to. Why was worth it? It's worth it. Well, it costs? Because it's worth it. Um, but the results of him in our lives. 1 John 3: 14-16. We know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer and you know that no murderer enter eternal life abiding in him. You by perceive, we have the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. It's great. It's a real challenge, isn't it? A real challenge, lay down your life for, you know, for, for our brothers and sisters. It challenges us. Why? Because he's saying, look, the reality of God in our lives is that we reflect him. And when we talk about the fruit of the spirit, we can we can talk them and, and describe them, you know. But ultimately, if they're not shown, again, it's, it's just knowledge, isn't it? Yeah. And because we, what do we say? Biblical knowledge is not knowledge until we actually live it out. We are showing it. I read an amazing story this week about a couple um, back in 2000, and uh, the, the 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 wife. It must have been in the night. The wife just taking the dog out the front and uh, next minute this couple who had been on a crime spree just r- drive up in front of the house with guns it's obviously america and uh say get back in and they hold them hostage now i don't know about you but um that's just quite a quite a daunting task it's a daunting thing these are young two uh, young couple and and they but you know what this this couple saw an opportunity so they said, do you want some food? So they fed them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. They, they talked to them. They talked and they showed them gospel, gospel uh, DVDs. They prayed for them. They even cried with them when they began to hear their stories. Um, so much so that uh, when the police came, because they did come, and uh, they, they, were gonna, they said, look, we're going to kill ourselves. And he said, no, don't do that. So the, the man wouldn't, didn't go out. He said, no, don't do that and um, uh, push comes to have everything finished and they, they all came out and, and the lady wrote a note and said "You know, uh, thank you for your this and that and uh, I hope you get better obviously they weren't very well and we appreciate all you've done for us and it, she left $135 she said this is all we've got thank you very much isn't it amazing uh, when we see an opportunity so often we don't see the opportunity mm. where we can, we can show The love of God. Show God's grace even when someone's undeserved. Do they deserve it? No. Do we deserve it? No. No, No, neither did we. So that's why we reflecting Jesus. Our last verse, one Peter four. The end of all things is near, therefore be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because Mm -hmm. love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. See again that there's there's the the foundation is love, and out of that our service, our speech, our sincerity, everything springs from that spring itself. And what does the Bible say when you put your life in, in God says by faith. He sheds abroad, Romans 5, 5, sheds abroad his love in our hearts and said, Lord, we need a bit more, (laughs) day by day by day. That's why we need to stay in him, abide in him. Why? Because we need a new new dose every day, don't we? Because it will be tested every day. Don't live on yesterday's grace, mercy, love, manner today. God wants to fill us afresh. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about our church, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.